Hi, and welcome to the Savvy Social Hour podcast. This show is for female biz babes looking to up-level their business and become rockstar entrepreneurs in no time. I'm your host, Jenny, and I'm so excited to chat with you about today's episode. Let's get right into it. Hey, Savvies. Welcome back to another episode of the Savvy Social Hour podcast. I'm here today with Zinnia. Zinnia went from dental assistant to personal trainer to bartender. She couldn't find what she loved and just didn't know what direction she was headed. She then met her husband and they decided to start a real estate company. She discovered how to optimize and automate those social media efforts so that she would be able to work from home and raise her daughter without the mom guilt of taking her to daycare for eight hours a day. So now she helps aspiring entrepreneurs implement a social media strategy so that they can find their ideal client on Instagram. I'm so excited to have Zinnia here to chat today all about how to create an Instagram story strategy. So let's dive right in. Hi, Zinnia. Welcome to the show. I'm so excited that you're here and I cannot wait to chat all about Instagram stories with you. So before we dive into the episode, tell us a little bit about yourself and your business and just how you got started doing it all. Well, like you said, thank you so much. I am super excited. I was listening to you when you had like the second episode out. So, oh my gosh, that makes me feel so good. <laughs> I know. That's why I'm like, this, dude, this is kind of like a, you know, it's kind of like a milestone that I've been listening <laughs> to and I'm able to, to hop on here with you. But my name is Senya and I help women develop and implement an Instagram strategy to launch and grow their business. But it wasn't always like that. Let me tell you, four years ago, I got married, I moved out, and I started a real estate business with my husband all in the same month, like insane milestones in your life. So my husband wanted both of us to do this real estate business, and I'm like, there is no way I'm going to talk about escrow and like liens and promissory notes all day. There's just, that's not what I want to do. And that's when I proposed to him if I can start a social media strategy for our business and thank God that he said yes, because <laughs> that's how I was able to literally Google everything, like how to make a website, how to do blogs, how to start Instagram, how to start Pinterest. And that's how I, that's how it all started. That's really cool. Well, it's, it's good that he was able to let you kind of explore different facets of things and you could still like help the business, but more so like strategically and with what you wanted to do personally, you know? Yes, because there's just, like I said, there's no way. Oh my goodness. Imagine I would be super miserable if I was doing something that just did not align with what I wanted to do. Yeah, no, I feel the same way. I I actually started as a social media manager, but it was for a company that I didn't really care for. So I was like, mm, I'm going to do my own thing because this is just not cutting it for me. So it's, it's nice to be able to pursue your passions and get paid to do that. Exactly. Plus, I love talking. I'm sure that you can tell. So that's why (laughs) now I teach women a step-by-step way, the way that, you know, obviously, as you know, you make a lot of mistakes and you don't want your friends and family to do those same mistakes. Yeah. I want to teach the women around me. It started as like family and friends. I want to teach you guys how to implement and develop this strategy. And now I'm doing it for all of my IG besties. <laughs> so what made you like decide to pick Instagram um, as your focus over other social media platforms? So it was definitely between Instagram and Pinterest because it's super visual. And I think I really fell in love with the stories side of 
Instagram because before that it was literally Snapchat. That's what we were doing all the time. Snapchat, Snapchat, Snapchat. I don't even know if some people, I hope people know what that is still, right? <laughs> yeah. But that's how it started. And they didn't have that yet. They didn't have the story side when I was trying to figure it out. And then they launched it and I'm like, oh my goodness. This is literally all in one platform. All of my dreams came true on Instagram. <laughs> so that's literally was the deciding point. It was the stories. Yeah, stories are like such a big deal now. And I remember when they first implemented them, everyone still was using Snapchat. Um, I'm sure some people still prefer Snapchat for personal use, just people who aren't like businesses. But as a business, it's so nice to have it all in one. You can post on your feed. You can like actually share some stories. You can even do video with Instagram Live and then Instagram TV or whatever. So it's definitely nice to have everything all in one. I know I'm going to be a total nerd and talk like statistics a little bit. <laughs> the IG history class for one, one moment. And it seems like it was so far away from, you know, so long ago, but it literally IG stories launched back in 2016. That's not that long ago. Yeah, that's yeah. That's like what? Three years ago. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, not even cause it was in August. It was oh, yeah. that long ago. And we can't even imagine what life would be like without IG stories. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. I remember when it first launched on my account, I was blogging, but I didn't have my business yet. I started my business in like September of 2016. And I was like, oh, this is so fun. And it made it so cool for bloggers to, be able to connect more with their audience. Instead of just like posting, they can actually communicate them, with them and then DM them and all that good stuff. So I think that really helped both bloggers and business owners be able to be more present on the platform and have a more personal touch. Definitely. Pinterest is something I'm not going to lie. It definitely gives traffic, but just there's something about IG stories that really, really connects. And you know, this, it really connects with your audience. It just completely, it's something totally different. Yeah, for sure. And I think the thing about Instagram stories is it something that does add that personal element? People are more likely to gain that like, no trust factor with you a lot quicker than they would just by reading your caption or just reading your blog. Like the whole video element really helps kind of um, make that process a lot quicker versus like if you're just reading someone's blog, it might take you a little bit longer to become a purchaser or um, something like that versus like if you're just getting to them over video because video, I feel like it converts a lot faster into purchases than just like text on a page. Yes. And I want to go over five elements of stories that I feel like we can definitely implement and they're not crazy strategies. They're literally straightforward, but you can start implementing them today. Awesome. Like literally the sky's the limit with stories. But before I do, I do want to get nerdy with numbers and I wanted to inform you that 60% of users log on daily. That's a lot. So, you know, out of 100, 60 people aren't, are on Instagram every single day. And people don't really concentrate on, you know, how pretty your feed is or, or what did they post? I'm not saying they don't. It's just your own stories more. You seriously can just be there scrolling through everyone's stories. And that's just, that's just the main focus right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I feel like people's like, they don't even look at their people's feeds as much because they're so consumed with stories and you can 
I can spend hours looking at people's stories and they're not even related to business half the time. It's just like personal life, but it's just so interesting. We're like watching like bloggers try on hauls and stuff like that. Like it's fun to look at. And I think it just helps you get a better sense of the person. Exactly. I'm so glad that you said that because I am definitely going to be going over these five aspects. So can we get into them? Yeah. Well, first I wanted to kind of, we didn't even talk about really what Instagram stories are. I mean, a lot of people know, but some people may not know, but what are Instagram stories and then how can we use them to just enhance our business? So Instagram stories is basically like a way more advanced, I guess you can say a way more advanced version of Snapchat. You might even not know what Snapchat is. <laughs> a video, you can put videos on this and it's face to camera. You can talk on here you can put text photos and it's literally like a day-to-day -day, story of your life type platform inside of Instagram. Yeah. And how can we use them to kind of like enhance our business and our feed um, in general? Cause like as a supplemental um, way to share stuff with our audience. So there are so, like I was saying, there's so many different ways that you can enhance your Instagram strategy or social media in general with Instagram stories. And it's literally you getting personal with your ideal client. A lot of people just want to do business with people now. Like they don't want the perfection. They, they want to make sure that you understand them, that you feel their pain and Instagram stories can show not that you're weak, but that you have emotion and that you feel that. Yeah, no, I totally, I totally agree with that. And we've mentioned before, like the whole like, no, and trust factor thing comes a lot quicker with video and stuff. And it's just a good way to add more flavor to your brand. Um, but yeah, so now we can dive into the um, elements that you wanted to share. Yes. So I didn't want to give them away so quickly, but I'm just so excited. <laughs> <laughs> so you asked me how you can enhance your brand and there are five different ways that I personally believe that you can use Instagram stories to make your brand and business stand out. And the first one is behind the scenes. I'm going to give you a few examples, but behind the scenes is basically just showing people the process that you take them through or what it would look like to be your client, literally just building trust or showing the process of, your product let's say you're a product-based business showing the behind the scenes of how you make your product how you package your product or even like if you're about to get on a call what your call consists of for example if you're a virtual assistant you can take them through the onboarding process like hey friends you know today i'm gonna onboard a new a new client but i wanted to take you through how you can become my client and then you take them through that or if you're more like a personal trainer you can show what a workout session would look like or how you package your products, things like that. Yeah, I think behind the scenes are really, really crucial. And I've seen some people doing like work with me Wednesdays. I think those are so fun because like every, it shows that every day in an entrepreneur's life is different. Even if you're doing like similar things every day, some days you're not calls, some days you're not, you know, some days you might 
make time for the gym. Some days you might have like a day full of stuff for business-wise. Like it's just, it's going to vary. And it's just cool to see what people do on a day-to-day basis, like in their business to see how they got to where they were. Yes, exactly. Because like you said, not everyone is the same. Like we were talking how I just had a baby. She's three months and my life is definitely different than a year ago when my baby wasn't born and the behind the scenes is way different yeah for sure yeah and it's just interesting to see you know add a little bit of a personal element into things like even if you're just doing business stuff like just kind of showing like okay like I'm doing this business stuff now I need to do this personal stuff and things like that um it just makes people realize that you're not like a robot you're actually a human exactly Yeah, so what's the next thing that you think is crucial for stories? The second thing that I think that you definitely need to start implementing is just showcasing, whether that is showcasing your client's results. And before, you know, I get into that, it's not you showing off like, oh, look at my client. They're the best that work because of me. It's not (laughs) what you're doing. You're just showcasing like, look, this is what this girl's doing, like empowering your client. And that makes your client feel good. And obviously it makes you look good too, because you're all about community. Yeah, I think that's important for sure. You can also showcase your products, right? You can showcase like, look guys, you know, this is how it is. This is how you can use it. And showing that Again, not being salesy about it, just showing people how to use it, like whether that's oils or if you sell hair stuff, show people how to massage your, you know, massage your hair, whatever it is, showcasing that is definitely going to help you. And I wanted to give you an example, since I'm really close to real estate, a lot of people like showcasing the the homes that they're going to sell. So doing that, or if you have a small shop, Again, showcasing how you wrap your products or showcasing your clients, things like that. You can literally, I'm telling you, the sky's the limit. Yeah. And I think I love the part about showcasing your results for your clients because as service-based business owners, people want to know, especially social media managers, they want to know that you're able to get them results. They want to hire you and at the end of like a three-month period be like, what actually happened? (laughs) I feel like nothing grew and things like that. So being able to show what you can do for someone that is going to hand over their money to you is really crucial because they have like, you know, they're not going to pay you if they don't think that you can get them good results. Um, and same with like products. They want to know how the thing works before they decide to invest in it. Yes, I totally agree. And even if you're new, if you are new in your business, you could still showcase the results you got for yourself. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's how a lot of people started. That's how I started. I shared my results that I was able to get on Pinterest and Instagram and use that to get clients as well. And then from there, obviously I was getting my clients results so then I could use that, but you know, start somewhere. You can just like, I'm going to be a social media manager or I'm going to be this and not have any way to back that up. Yes. I totally agree with that. (laughs) Let's move into number three, which is educate. And you were talking about this a little bit, how you've seen people do this with, I think, what'd you say? Wednesdays? Yeah, work with me Wednesday. That is um, a little bit of the behind the scenes and it's a little bit intertwined with the educate, which is number three. And it's literally what it sounds like, giving free info, talking about what you know, different tips that you can talk about. People don't know the basics 
of whatever it is that you're selling or giving out or whatever. And I wanted to give you an example of this photographer. She came over, I was trying to strategize with her, like, girlfriend, you need to get on Instagram. And she was like, I just don't know what to talk about. And the simplest thing people ask her all the time, how do I get really good lighting? And for her, it's so, it's so elementary for her that she can't even imagine how to explain this. Now, the simple tip was face the window and she was able to do a story on this. And that's just a really quick example of, for her, it's super easy and it's an everyday thing, but whatever your industry is, you're going to have to go back to the basics and teach them those tips because they don't know, you know, you might not know. Exactly. And you don't want to start from like step 10 when you really should start at step one, because that's not going to help anyone. They're just going to be like, okay, well, how do I even get to this part if I don't even know how to get to step three? You know? Yes, exactly. I totally agree. I have this other girl that I follow and um, I follow her because she's like super fit and I'm like, oh my goodness, that's goals right there. <laughs> and she is a keto specialist. I didn't even know. And then I asked her, I'm like, dude, can you just tell me what keto, like, how does that even work? And for her, I'm sure it's so easy. It's like, dude, are you for real? You don't know what keto is. (laughs) But for me as like an outsider and like her, possibly her ideal client, you know, I really actually don't know. So I feel like we definitely need to, as business owners, step back a little bit and think about it as like, how would I my ideal client? want to know this how easy would she want to be informed totally yeah i think it's just good to go back to the basics and start there and you know if you want you can work your way from step one to step 10 over like 10 weeks or something like give a tip every tuesday or whatever you want to do um just to give yourself some content um i think it's really key to just start at the beginning yes now the last two are pretty much very very similar and it's entertain and have fun. So literally entertain is like just entertaining. We all watch reality TV and this is like our version of reality TV, watching other people's stories. Uh, if they went to DMV that day and how boring it was or something funny that you watched or what funny thing did your baby do today? Whatever entertaining thing that your ideal client likes I think that it's important. I think that it's important to have some personal touch to your brand and not everyone will do this and that's totally fine. But I believe that entertaining your audience is going to definitely have them come back because they want to see what happened. You know, yesterday she's, she went through this, but what happened? What was the result? Let's go back tomorrow and continue watching. And that kind of goes in with fun as well. Just be yourself and have fun with it. Yeah, I, I think there's it's a really important to add your personality into things. Like obviously, as business owners, there needs to be a good mix of business strategy and personal stuff. Like you can't obviously be too personal, but you know, if you want to share a funny video of your dog, like I like to do that because my dog is just ridiculous sometimes and he does weird stuff. So I like to share videos of him. But you know, it's like you can do that. Like you don't have to be a hundred percent professional all the time, but you also shouldn't be like word vomiting all over the place um with your personal stuff either there needs to be a fine line between the two i really think that you can like it's possible to intertwine both without completely like not like erasing that professional line and yeah yeah, be professional and you're not going to sit here and talk about i don't know your marital problems or your 
your kid issues, whatever. Mm -hmm. But there is, you know, if there's lessons to be taught and all, you can talk about different personal things without going overboard. Like you said, word vomit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, because, you know, remember when people first got Facebook, they were like, just, you know, made some dinner, just did this. It's like, you don't need to update every mundane detail of your life, but it should it should, you know, you should be able to be personal, um, from time to time. Um, so, cause people want to, people resonate with humans. They don't resonate with, um, robots, obviously. So you just need to add that personal element and make sure that it's just, there's a line between sharing and then oversharing. Let me get into that a little bit deeper because there is a, like you said, a line and it's nice to see when other people feel the same way that you do. For example, I now my baby is three months and I hear a lot of like postpartum mm-hmm. stories on, on stories. Yeah. And I hear a lot of this and I feel like they're still professional. They're bloggers. A lot of these girls, mm-hmm. they're still professional because they're not talking about the extreme personal pain that they're going through, mm-hmm. but they give just enough to where I can be like, yeah, I feel that way. Yeah. Like, how I feel. Yeah. I'm going to follow you and possibly buy everything that you have to, <laughs> to promote because you're so personal. I'd rather follow her than like a company that's just selling me things, you know? Totally. Yeah. I completely agree with that. And I think it's just, yeah, just kind of using your discretion when you talk about things and just, you know, what's okay to share and what isn't is really, really key. Yes, I agree. So what kind of content do you think kind of converts best on stories? Would you say it's like text slides, photos, or videos, or just kind of a mixture of all three? I feel like you need to, number one, have a strategy for your stories, but number two, incorporate all of the features that Instagram gives you Mm -hmm. to use your stories. So when I say plan, you definitely have to go in with an idea of what you're going to talk about. And for me, people might think that I'm totally exaggerating, but I like to plan my content a month in advance, especially now with a baby. I don't have the luxury to go day by day. Yeah. I like looking at my calendar. Okay. What do I have going on the next three months? This month is this theme. April is this. And while I'm planning my Instagram posts, that is the theme of what my Instagram stories is going to be. And it's way easier for me because, again, I don't have the luxury to just think about whatever. If that's the case, I would never post. I would totally forget. So having some type of theme for the day, whether that's going to be you showing whatever project you're doing or if you're going to go on different um, client meetings, that's going to be your theme of the day. And just, number one, having a plan. And depending on if you're going to be camera ready or not, (laughs) if you're like me and you need to put your lashes on, then that's going to determine whether it's going to be more text and photo slides versus more video slides. Just really depends on the day. But I really think you should use all aspects of it. I don't know about you if you've seen people talking literally for like 10 slides straight like oh my god swipe (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah I think you have to kind of use different elements to make it more visually appealing if you're just talking a million slides in a row it can get really boring unless that person is someone like you're like I love this person but you like need to have that 
you know, level of trust before that person feels like that's going to be okay. But I think like adding questions and polls and stuff like that, I find that to be really fun too. And it's a good way to get market research from your audience too. Like just say like, what's one thing you want to learn about Pinterest or what's one thing you, you know, if you're a blogger, what's one thing you want to see in my blog this month, things like that. Just kind of asking your audience and getting their answers. Cause that's like such an easy way to do market research and it's fun too. It totally is. Again, like I was saying, use all of the aspects, definitely use the questions, um, section, I guess you can say the little <laughs> questions or the polls. And if you have no idea of what I'm talking about, get your phone out right now. You're probably <laughs> on it. <laughs> Go onto Instagram. And then as you're doing a story, put that, press that little face button. I'm actually doing it with you right now. <laughs> you do that. If you press that little, it's like a little square face explore all of those different little things and see what your client likes. Like, does she like more videos of you? Does she like more audio of you? What is it that she likes and do that, see what they respond to. Yeah. You can even ask people like after you've done quite a bit of video and audio and just stories in general, you can ask like, do you prefer video or text slides or photos. Like you can ask them what they prefer. It's really helpful to kind of survey them. And you know, there's little fun little gifts you can use for stories. You can, you can do so many things. I know this girl who literally like spends so long creating her stories. They're so good. I don't necessarily have the time to, you know, draw a pretty script font on every single story that I have. And plus my handwriting is terrible. So it's not going to look that good anyway, but um, you know, just, just make them fun, make them engaging. And yeah, I like, I like your tip about kind of mixing it up and don't put like 10 talking slides back to back to back, unless it's like a really appealing story. So I want to give you, I have a friend and he, his ideal client is like a man. Mm -hmm. We're totally girly and I'm, you're, you're like pink and you know, this, your podcast is pink and yeah. Too. but this guy he is like more darker colors and his ideal client likes dark stories and that's it's so easy for him because he can just put a dark filter on his face talk dark font and again it's something that you just have to know about your client or if you don't know ask questions mm -hmm. yeah ask them what like literally just serving your audience is the easiest thing and so many people don't take advantage of that and it's so easy to do on Instagram because literally people love voting in those polls. Like I know as a user, I'm so, I love voting in polls. Um, I mean, some people kind of get like weird about it if they want to say no or something because they know that the person can see it. Um, but most of the time I just don't vote if I want to say no because I feel bad. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I used to feel super self-conscious of like the no's and I'm like, ugh. Yeah, you just you kind of get over it, but um, but as a as a user, I, I feel bad, so I don't like if people know. So if I don't agree with something, I just will like ignore it. But I'll say yes if I do agree with it because I don't want anyone to feel bad. But that's just another another story. Um, so do you have any like kind of hacks that you can share on Instagram stories? I know that you can like hide your hashtags um, and things like that to make everything either look prettier or or just like any that comes to mind when it comes to you know instagram stories easier oh my god i love this i i just want to give it to you all i'll keep it short okay i won't <laughs> overwhelm you the first thing that i've been really using and it's something that 
I don't know. I haven't seen a lot of people use it, but I feel like it's super, it's awesome, which is the close friends feature. And mm-hmm. if you don't know what that is, it is something that Instagram has and it's you giving out story just to the people that you want to see. And that's the close friends. You have to manually put in the name. Let's say I only want my close friends from my hometown. I can put them in that close friends group. But what I've used it for is to tell people to be my close friend. And if they are, I will give them content first, whether that is the news of whatever launch I have, they'll know first, whether that is, you know, a new tip, they will know the tip first. So they get first dibs and that makes them feel special. That makes them feel like they're exclusive, like they're VIP. And I constantly remember, remind people like, Hey, I have a, I have a launch tomorrow, but you can know today if you are my close friend and people respond to that. They really like feeling like VIP and like very, very exclusive. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely agree with that. And I've actually, I've seen the feature, but I haven't used it yet. So I might have to kind of use that. I have been very lacking on my own stories personally, just because I I'm so busy with client stuff, but I know I need to get on it. Oh, it's so time consuming. It totally is. Like, trust me, I know. And it's starting to feel like more now with my baby. But again, we talked about planning it and that's yeah. the other that I feel like we don't think about like, oh, I don't want to plan my stories. That's not authentic. But <laughs> if you just have an idea of what you're going to talk about. And yeah. if you have some type of service, if you just have a few frequently asked questions typed up already that you can just store and have somewhere, you can constantly continue posting these frequently asked questions because not everyone watches, not everyone watches your story. Mm-hmm. Even we are vain and we think that it's all about us. Not everyone's watching our story. That's the honest, you know, that's the truth. So having these little things that are going to help you constantly post or even like a reminder on your phone plan, that will definitely be my second hack that I think that you guys should, should definitely implement. And I have one more. Can I say it? Sorry. Go for it. Um, the last thing, and I know everyone says this, it's really hard, but it's literally just showing up daily because whether or not you post on your, on your grid, but if you go on stories, people are still going to remember what you do, who you are. And again, not a lot of people are on, you know, the feed. So at least if you just go on there and say hi to everyone, I'm not saying don't have a strategy. I'm saying just show up, say hi to people, interact with people, respond to the polls, even if it's a no. <laughs> yeah. I think that you should definitely just try to show up no matter what. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, and just in social media in general, because like you said, not everyone's going to see everything that you do and just making sure that you're there like as often as possible is really important because if you don't post on Instagram stories for a long time, you will get bumped down in the feed. And then eventually you'll only have like a handful of people that are even seeing your stories because they it got bumped down so much because you weren't consistent. Yes. Let me give you three super quick tips on how you can get comfortable on Instagram stories. And before I do, I want to tell you a story about my friend 
Her name is Alicia. She has a beautiful Instagram underscore the boho mama. She said I can give you her. <laughs> her Instagram. I was like, please let me tell your story. So she, I've been like seriously telling her girlfriend, you need to get on stories. You have a beautiful business. You have a beautiful family. Your Instagram is amazing, but you need to get on stories. Nobody really knows what you're about on stories. So she doesn't like to show her face because she feels like she's not camera ready. So we started off by just texts, like just text, a pre-made stories on these different apps, like, you know, story apps. And then I'm like, okay, well, that's good. It's better than nothing, but let's introduce your face. So she's starting to take pictures of herself with filters, but at least it's pictures of herself. That way people can start seeing her face. Yeah. And we're still on, sec- on the second phase. We haven't gotten to video quite yet, but I have high hopes. <laughs> so I think that that's how you can start. You can start with text first and see, you know, if you feel comfortable, if you feel consistent, then hop on there with a photo, a few photos of you, selfies, whatever. And then making it a goal that within a month, I'm going to get on video. Yeah, that's a good way to ease yourself into it because a lot of people can be stressed out about the video aspect, especially if they don't feel video ready or if you're like me, I'm pretty introverted. So video is like not my number one thing. That's kind of why I went for audio because I'm like, I can get the best of both worlds. I can share my story via audio, but I don't have to look presentable like I can wear my PJs if I want to because no one can see me um but yeah that's like you know just easing into it and that's something I need to get better about too like I've been live doing live videos and stuff like that and that took a while for me to feel comfortable with but now I just need to ease myself in with Instagram stories and if you want to start using like live video you can use Instagram stories first because it's not live like you can test it the waters there and then kind of expand once you feel more comfortable. So I think Instagram stories is like a good way to get your feet wet with live video because you're not, it's not live. You can record it 20 times. You went in for like, you went in. (laughs) (laughs) I'm passionate about it because I'm an introvert. So I I, I know, I know like all the tips because I went through them myself because I was very, very hesitant to do live video. So I was like, what can I do to avoid this for a little bit, but still get and I was like, all right, stories, because I can record it 20 times if I need to. That's how I started. I love live video. It's one of my favorites. And I seriously, like, I love, love it. Like, I, it's up there with stories. But I definitely started with stories to get into live video because it's nerve-wracking. People are watching you, and you have all of these not true thoughts in your head and mm-hmm. over overthinking and things like that. But Good for you, girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just like one of those things. Like, you just kind of have to go out there and do it, especially as, like, we are moving towards video and marketing, and that's becoming more and more prevalent. So, like, not to say that if you don't do it, you're going to get left behind, but, you know, you just kind of need to adapt to things. Otherwise, you could potentially get left behind. So, it's important. It's very important, too. Yeah, for sure. Okay, cool. Do you have any last tips to share for us before we dive into the three questions I ask everyone who comes on the show? I think that whether or not you are on stories or you haven't gotten to there, like you haven't gotten to that aspect of Instagram yet, definitely think about how you're going to get into a strategy. Like how, what can I do 
to stand out on stories, whether that is show up more, be more consistent, have a plan, whatever it is that you need to get better at, sit down, write it out and execute it. Definitely do that because if you don't sit down and write it out and think about it, you're not going to do it. Like, oh yeah, yeah I have stories whenever I remember. And you can stand out, like you can stand out in your industry and it's something that, you know, we need to get on. Just like you said, we're adapting Instagram stories. There's, I forgot to tell you this, this nerd stat. <laughs> I'm tell you that um, I just read this in one of the, one of the blogs that there are 500 million stories out on the daily. Wow. So imagine that. Like you definitely want to be part there's a lot of stories but you want to be seen as well so mm-hmm. with a strategy you will definitely feel more comfortable on getting on stories yeah I agree with that I mean because everyone has a strategy for their like actual feed but when it comes to stories it's a little more haphazard usually and you know you can even make a strategy for stories too if not like like no you can only make it for your feed <laughs> so I think that's really key um, oh, I forgot to ask you, what about highlights? What do you think about highlights? Do you think they're like, crucial? Do you think they're beneficial? What do you, like, what are your, what's your take on that? I think that you can use highlights. So for the longest, I didn't have them. And I was so depressed. Like, Instagram, why don't you love me? Like, <laughs> give me these highlights. And I think that you can use this for showcasing your products mm-hmm. or showcasing your services. I feel like only your new your new followers really go through your highlights, which is great because that's how they're going to figure out, well, should I follow her or should I follow this other girl? Mm -hmm. And if you get on there, I personally don't watch highlights that are a million stories long. That's just my personal take. A lot of my ideal clients don't like super long highlights, but if you can just get on there and highlight your best stories or best aspects of your business, I really think that you can use that to your advantage and people, you know, maybe you having a frequently asked question highlight will make sure that you don't have to get on a whole long sales call because you already have all those frequently asked questions on there. And maybe a a one hour free call can be a 20 minute call just to make sure everything's cleared up, you know? Yeah, no, that, that makes complete sense. Yeah. I think that's really that's a really good tip. And I think, yeah, I don't like watching long story, uh, highlights myself. Yeah, so. I know. You're like, skip. I, I just try to put myself into the shoes of my ideal client. Yeah. If I'm, I don't even like watching this. What makes me think that they're going to want to watch this too? Yeah. Like a user perspective. Like, yes, this might seem good in theory as like the poster, but will the user actually like it? It's all about the user experience. So we need to cater to that. I heard this somewhere. I, I want to say it's in a podcast. I don't remember, but I heard this girl talking about how if you're an Instagram business account, your Instagram is all about your client. It has nothing to do with you. So as long as your client, your customer, your ideal ICA, whatever you want to call them, loves your feed, loves your stories, then you're, then you're good because it's all about them. Yep. No, that's definitely really true. Awesome. Well, let's dive into the three questions I ask everyone that comes on the show. So what does it mean for you to be an entrepreneur and what is your favorite part about it? Well, it's recently changed. 
it used to be all about the freedom of having brunches on Tuesdays randomly, um, <laughs> Monday night concerts, things like that. Mm -hmm. but recently, it's more on the spending time with my baby all day, me raising her here at my house, not having to take her to daycare. And that's really what I absolutely love about it. But what it means to me to be an entrepreneur is working hard now so I can work less later. And not necessarily work less because I love what I do, but just working on my own terms. Like if I want to take vacation, now I'm looking into the future. If I want to take a month off with my baby and my husband, I'm going to be able to do that because I can work from, you know, the Caribbean. Well, that's my dream at least. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think as we like, get like when you have babies and all that stuff your kind of goals change but for me like the freedom is really crucial especially like because at when you do have a baby you want to have that freedom to be able to have them at home with you and things like that and I think that's a lot of people's like overall goal especially women they like want to be able to be home with their kids um once they do have them so I think that's that's I mean that's a great great um reason to be an entrepreneur entrepreneur if you um you know if you want to expand your family it just gives you that flexibility to be able to be with them at full time so and don't get me wrong I definitely like right now I had to figure out because my babysitter canceled and I'm like oh my god what am, I, what am I gonna do I have this call and my all my plans are just a disaster now and it is not as easy as like oh I'm just gonna watch my baby all day and go live it's not like that yeah my job but with the difference that you can have your baby close, you can have your child close, and you don't have to go out of your way to go to daycare or whatever. You can actually have that option of having them being watched here. At exactly. Your home. And it's, it's a lot cheaper. Daycare is not cheap. <laughs> you know what, though? I was doing calculations, and I'm like, oh, wow. I didn't know that daycare was you know expensive <laughs> I didn't know someone else watching your child is a lot of money <laughs> well I feel like this rates has just skyrocketed because I don't feel like it was that expensive when I was young but now it's just insane it's so like, cool. they have, like accelerated programs and stuff at the school so your kid is like also learning and stuff it's not just like a daycare it's like kind of like a preschool but free preschool I guess you could say yeah I know yeah it's crazy it's a lot it's, it's definitely a lot. But again, that's why I love this freedom because whether I'm going to take her to daycare or have my mom watch her, I have the freedom of working as little or as much as I want. Exactly. Um, and then the next question is, what is your favorite tool that you use in your business? Can I say two? Yeah. Okay. Well, number one, literally number one is Evernote. And I've been using Evernote since forever. It's literally based off of like 20 minutes away from where I live. And I'm like, come on, Evernote, give me a tour. <laughs> forever. But I love Evernote. I feel like I can do anything with it. My husband's been trying to convert me into Google Drive and, you know, that aspect. And I'm like, no, Evernote has everything, literally everything. You can present, notes. I love Evernote. It's something that I cannot live without. And my second one is Planoly. I love, 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 love Planoly too. 
Oh yeah, Cleanly is awesome. I love that you can auto post now. It makes my life easier, um, especially since I do manage some people's Instagram. Um, so I'm not like, oh, it just notified me to post. Let me go get on their Instagram and post really quick. <laughs> I love. Yes, I definitely. Love, I feel like they've been upping their game a lot, and I actually went to a meetup, and one of the the Planetly girls was there, and she was just talking about all of the different features, and they even came out with a stories mm -hmm. like visual story planner mm -hmm. which is awesome for people that have to have their stories super pretty i personally don't i don't have time for <laughs> you know perfectly curated i do more camera to face type stories but yeah. there is that option so planally is amazing and for those of you who don't know who that what planally is sorry it <laughs> is an instagram planner okay? yeah yeah, it's really handy. And you can also you can also schedule your Instagram stories. Um, they won't auto post, unfortunately, at this time. I wish they would. That would make my life like even easier. But um, yeah, but they'll schedule your stories and you'll get a notification when they are ready to be published. So yes, those are my two tools I cannot live without. Awesome. And then lastly, who is your go to business resource? Just the person that you're always inspired by and you're consuming all the content that they put out. Oh, my God. How many can I say? <laughs> <laughs> top three? Top three, we can go with that. Okay. So my number one, this is total like cornball style, but my husband is my number one go-to when it comes to business because before we got married, he was handling a lot of his own business and his own corporate job. So he knows a lot of when it comes to how to build a team and the legal side of things. So number one, he is the person I go to to ask everything. Plus, you know, come on, he's my husband. Like, <laughs> he's perfect in my eyes. Uh, the second person I love to go to, and he's been super helpful, is my friend Derek Struggle. And he has motivated me to launch my program and, you know, continue to show up. And we started at the same time, and he's doing amazing things. So I love listening to everything he has to say because he's so close you know, we were able to work together and he's amazing. And my last girl crush is Amy Porterfield. I'm totally in love with her. She, everything she does is amazing. <laughs> yes, I love Amy. Smart. Like I went to her conference last August and she literally transformed my life and business. I was pregnant when I went to her conference and she just did amazing. She motivated, she gave me superpowers to finish all of my projects before I had my baby in December. So. Oh, I love that. Yeah, no, she is awesome. I'm actually going to a live event that she is going to be here, like a speaker at in a couple months. And I'm really excited because a lot of people have said like, she's amazing. So I'm really excited to see her live. It should be cool. I'm so jealous. You're going to have to tell me which one it is. <gasps> oh my gosh. It's, it's really cool. There's going to be a lot of good like entrepreneurs there. It was part of a program that I bought and that was like one of the bonuses like that the affiliate selling the pr product um, promoted. So that's like the main reason I actually bought the course. I was like, oh my God, I get to meet all of these people. So. <laughs> Congrats. I'm so excited for you. You're going to love her. Yeah, I'm, I'm stoked too. Well, tell everyone where we can find you. So obviously your Instagram, but your website and all that good stuff. So I love Instagram. <laughs> Be ready to get a mixture of my husband, my baby, and a lot of Instagram tips. 
over at Senia MB Herrera. That's on Instagram. That's the same thing as my website, SeniaMBHerrera.com. I'm sure that you'll spell it out for them in the notes, right? Yeah, I'll put everything in the show notes so you guys can go and click on it. Um, yeah, so thank you so much for being here today. I really enjoyed chatting with you about Instagram. Thank you so much for having me. I cannot wait for you to go see Amy and continue listening to your podcast. I love your podcast. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. You can find all the details from this episode by going to www.savvysocialhour.com slash episode dash 93. Make sure to join the Savvy Social Media Babes community Facebook group for daily prompts, updates on the podcast, and more. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. You can find us on the web at www.savvysocialhour.com. Please follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Savvy Social Hour and like our Facebook page at www.facebook.com slash Savvy Social Hour. New episodes will be released every single Tuesday and Thursday. See you next time.